Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of EdgeGuard Podcast, a podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Jordan. Uh, I am your host. With me, as always, is my co-host and good friend, Blake. It's me. I'm Blake. I'm here. It's you. Uh, you're not a guest. You're not a special guest. You're just normal. Uh, this is not a rotating chair. It's a <laughs> very static chair that I'm always sitting in. I can't move. Uh, wait, it doesn't even spin? Uh, it doesn't spin. It does go up and down. Mm. Mm. Well, that's probably more important than spinning. Um, mm. Controversial opinion. <laughs> well, that's not what I'm going to argue with you about today. Uh, today, I'm going to argue with you about um, a game that we played uh, called The City Haze, uh, which is a game that was made for uh, Cosmo D's, who you may remember as the creator of um, uh, Off Peak and the Norwood Suite, uh, both of which we played for the podcast. Uh, he did a game jam uh, this that was themed on cities. Um, and, uh, this was produced for that by, it looks like their H name is Ergia. Ergia. Christian Torgard is the name that is credited within the game. Mm. Uh, by Christian Torgard is Ergia. And then the music is by, uh, Andreas Busk. Busk. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this game is about, uh, well, it's, I think it's sort of about two things. It's about wandering through the city. So like, that's the main mechanic. You just like wander through this 3d city, uh, and run into, uh, these 2d humans, other inhabitants of the city moving around. Um, but the main thing that it's about is like, like the shared experience of city life because the sort of core mechanic is you can open a journal, um, which you do by pressing enter. Um, and uh, you can type and then submit it to the game. And then whenever you talk to someone, uh, like you can walk up to the NPCs and click on them and a little text bubble will pop up and other things that other players have said will pop up. Uh, yeah. In addition to things to read, in addition to things that set of pre-generated quotes. Yeah. I, it which, wasn't, I was curious. There were a few enough of the pre-generated ones. Like I started getting repeats Okay. That I think they were probably handpicked, but I had some. I had a theory about what they were. Well, um, it's. It, I also had a theory, and my theory was right because on the you Ace confirmed page, it. He, oh, yeah, he tells. Uh, so the uh, don't look first. Tell oh. me what your theory is. <laughs> uh, my theory was that it's it's te- it's uh, quotes that had words removed from them and pr- replaced with the word with city. The city. Yeah. Is that yeah. right? It's, it's the city. So oh, I'll read city. it directly from the itch page. All the dialogue is based on quotes from various folks made to be about quote, the city instead of whatever it was originally. Oh, Just search for them or ask if you want to read the originals. <laughs> but yeah. There were, Love there it. was at least one that I explicitly recognized. And that's when I, I was like, Oh, because some of them actually kind of work and others are kind of like, others uh, don't. It's, it's yeah. clear. Like, here i took a picture of a few of them let me Mm -hmm. bring it back up and remind myself but some of them it's just like that didn't even make sense i know that one makes sense (laughs) my sexiest feature is my city yeah (laughs) good one you get that one oh i totally get it no did you get that one uh yes i've i'm pretty sure i got every do you get it yeah it's not it's not a very (laughs) it's uh, not a real thinker (laughs) i thought you i thought i thought you were kidding like uh did you get that one you get it uh, (laughs) not really Um, much to get sir here's the Um, one that i that when i was reading it i was like this sounds like it 
came from quotes.org or like some strange uh-huh. religious sect that has been changed, which mm-hmm. is when the belly is empty, the city becomes spirit. And when it is full, the spirit becomes city. <laughs> what the hell am I reading? <laughs> yeah. Some of them, some of them actually worked though. Some of them definitely, like, definitely. So I guess the game presents itself. The, the tagline says uh, friendly and pretentious city exploration. <laughs> so I think, I think part of the uh, the appeal is that you're walking up to people and they're supposed to be getting these sort of like faux uh, intellectual uh, mm-hmm. quotes about uh, you know city cities, uh, no, not yeah, city life and like the existence of a city and sort of like the social construct of yeah. a city, of cityness. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. the fact that many of the quotes are like uh, total. Uh, gobbledygook like, don't make it yeah don't make any <laughs> sense kind of plays into that but then some of them don't make sense in just the right way that they kind of wrap back around and can make sense if you uh really put your uh literary analysis hat on or something <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> yeah no totally like some of them sounded very like um like like a, a poet who spent a lot of time in new york might have written yeah, them exactly or, or like um or James like, Murphy from LCD Sound System. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> or like an urban geographer. They like to write like they sometimes like to pretend that they're like fiction yeah. writers rather than. Like I I could I could imagine City Herzog reading a <laughs> yes. few of these, um, in and when he's discussing a city, <laughs> like you look into the city and the city looks back into you. The city or, looks back into you. <laughs> My I'm pretty stuff. sure I'm pretty sure I've done the Herzog before <laughs> on this. I'm pretty ago. sure you have um, uh, high quality, high quality you. Herzog. Thank you. <laughs> it's just a vaguely German set. Like, you know, anyway, but it's, it's <laughs> not just like, I mean, yes, that's the, the, yeah, he has a very specific, the, the way he enunciates German. Yeah. Is like, yeah, <laughs> he like really like holds out his words. He does. He does. Uh, but anyway, uh, the, the, the quotes, uh, are mostly fun, occasionally accidentally insightful. Uh, but then there's a whole other aspect of uh, it randomly presenting you with uh, quotes that are by other players, yes. uh, which is to say the game encourages you to like, you know, hit the enter button and type out your thoughts. So um, actually I, that there's one other thing about this game that we didn't mention, which is that, um, the creators said that they're going to, so since they get sent what's written in the journal, uh, mm-hmm. they're going to include, oh, wait a minute. I don't think it's automatically sent because he says, I'll include coherent readable musings and thoughts about the city in a future release. So yeah, I think, I think maybe uh, the idea is that right now they're presented unmoderated and then once there's enough they'll be moderated and then and the once there's will be sent once there's even more still then there will be no preset ones it'll only be ones yeah. that have been sent by other players um is what i, I, I would played it for like 40 like a surprisingly long time for the length of the game like maybe mm-hmm. 45 minutes and i did find oh, wow. that like early on in the game i uh i just kept i did hit a point of getting repeats from the the player quotes but then, uh-huh. like, I played long enough, I started getting new ones, and I was wondering if, like, somewhere in the world, someone was playing someone the game, playing. and I was mm. getting their live live updates. But so, I don't know. when did you played it earlier today? Right? Yeah, literally a few hours ago. Okay, so I played it yesterday. So I'm I'm sure you got my quotes, but I don't 
I don't want to tell you what they are. I just oh, but uh, I want to try and guess. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Um, there's um, one that I felt like really sounded like you, and another one that I thought maybe. Uh-huh. Here's the one that I thought was you. City, I love you, but you're bringing me down. That one was uh, 100% me. Yes. Because, yes. <laughs> well, you know what that is, right? Um, I, so, er- I don't. So earlier I said uh, that the game, uh, like some of the musings remind me of something James Murphy would say in an LCD sound system lyric. Oh. Uh, so that's what that is. It's uh, New York, I love you, but you're bringing me down. So oh, that, that's great. I saw a song literally about how uh, James Murphy <laughs> loves New York, except for that it's getting gentrified and he likes the ways that it was uh, shitty and bad. And now that it's getting less shitty and bad, he doesn't like it as much. <laughs> uh, and so that was oh. my, my ode to James Murphy. So that one, and that one, that was the first one I wrote. It was like literally the first thing I thought of uh, was, uh, was that song was kind of playing in my head the whole time. Uh, so I had to, had to That's include that perfect. one. So yes, that I'm one glad was you me. Shared that with the world. And I'm glad that I read it and, and it just it just spoke Blake to me. Yep. Um, uh, let me see the other ones that I pictures of. Um, there was nothing else that like really jumped. There, there was a couple that I was like that maybe could be Blake, but mm-hmm. uh, this one, the sky looks looks like a whole lot of purple. Now this doesn't sound like you. I'll read it anyways. The sky looks like a whole lot of purple fried eggs, not too appetizing. Huh. Yeah, I didn't get that one. So oh, people you must be so playing someone, this game. People are playing it. That's great. Um. Yeah, I didn't. No, not the ones I took pictures of. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what the other ones I I put were because I know I did like five or so. Um, well, did you see the ones that were online? It's just a city. Calm down. Yeah, I saw that one. Um, the city is a reflection of who its denizens wish to be and what they are afraid to become. <laughs> That's like read that in Herzog. <laughs> Uh, so that one is also me, and that was my Werner Herzog one. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> that that's the one that I was like, all right, I want to play into like the the pretentious aspect and be like, yeah. <laughs> you know, have have like a thing that I actually kind of believe, but uh, present it in a way that will make people kind of scowl at it. <laughs> so yeah, that one was also me. That's right, yeah, because can, I really found that the. The so because you read the in-game ones, the dark gray ones, um, uh-huh. like you read probably more of them. Uh, yes. It kind of like colors the the way you're like, like it sets the tone for what you're writing. Yes, absolutely. And so I found myself just like reflexively. I mean, I, I sort of thought about it later and did a variety of stuff, but uh-huh. I was like, okay, what's something? What's something wise about a city I can write? write? Yep. And and that was and the first way I was like interacting with. <laughs> yeah, and that's that actually is uh, did the same thing for me, which is that uh, with the LCD sound system one, it was like, okay, here's an existing quote with a mm. thing that wasn't the city replaced with the city, even though it was like literally the name of a city. Uh, <laughs> still, uh, I thought it was like sort of in spirit with the uh, the fake ones, and it almost made me wish that uh, the game didn't tell you which ones were player generated and which ones were um, were. Uh, you know, oh, like just existing yeah, in the game, have them all the same color. Yeah, because it'd be kind of a, a fun, a little bit more of a fun mystery in that way. Yeah, I understand I why it wasn't done. I, I it, it might be fun to like while you're playing the game, not present it, but then once you like decide you want to stop and hit escape or something, then it shows you here's all the messages you wrote. Here's yeah, here's, here's ones you the saw. ones that were written by people, uh, and here's who wrote them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I do think there's a little bit of like a. I mean, this happens in a lot of 
I think this is sort of a feature of like online chat communities, but just like uh, they they tend to have like a tone, and mm-hmm. you you sort of like unless you're trying to be just like disagreeable and troll people, you tend to like pick up whatever sure. tone people are going for. Um, so it like occurred to me that if all of the ones I got were like, there was a few like trolley ones, like the one that was like, mm-hmm. it's just a city calm down or yeah. someone was firing just, like, nukes. Yeah. Yeah. So I got that one too. Something about firing nukes, someone about wanting to eat out of the trash can, but being unable to. Oh really? I didn't see that one. <laughs> I don't know what that was about. Did you um, see the ones that were in like a different language? Yeah, I did. I took a picture of one of them. I was meaning to Google it afterwards, but I never did. Maybe now's yeah. the time to do that. Yeah, there were quite a few that I was seeing that were. I don't it know what language like that was. Like, in, like uh, Southeast Asian or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's been like obviously you have to type in Latin alphabet. But. Sure. Let's see if anything comes up. Hmm. Well, kuai means chopsticks in Mandarin. Okay. So I don't know what. No, no translation came up. Um, well, I, so I wanted to talk about kind of like thematically maybe what this, uh, game has going on and like Mm. how it sort of ties into the, the prompt from, uh, Cosmo D's game jam of the city, which Mm. is, uh, that kind of the, the main gist I got from this game is, uh, anyone, everyone who lives in a city has an opinion on it. Uh, even if they like people that have been there for 10 years have an opinion on it and people have been there for 10 minutes have an opinion on it. Like, Oh, interesting. it's it's a weird thing like it's a phenomenon i felt like i've been a part of because i uh lived in another city very briefly uh and yet still like i have these attitudes about i lived in la very briefly and like la is kind of one of the cities that uh everybody has an opinion on i yeah, guess and that, and that one's especially polarizing yeah, and so it's like one of those places where like, oh, I lived in LA for 12 weeks, but I'm an LA expert because <laughs> like, you know, in that 12 weeks, you see a lot of the same things, uh, but mm-hmm. then you also have a very different perspective of like, I don't know, for me, there's there's people that uh, grew up in LA and those are just LA people. They like the things that are insane and don't make any sense about LA are just like inherent to them, just, just like whatever. For them, yeah. uh, And then there's, uh, the the worst kind of LA people, which uh, I'm mostly kidding, but uh, the worst kind of LA people, which are people that uh, came to LA and thought it was the greatest place in the world and moved there and love it. And anyone who uh, goes to LA and isn't there begrudgingly is a cop and I don't trust them. <laughs> uh, and then there's like people that uh, like went to LA and then despite like its many faults fell in love with it for one reason or another, which I feel like there's like maybe a tiny percent chance that if I like stayed there long term, I might become that person. But, uh, you know, part of me never wants to know the answer to that. <laughs> the, uh, the price of knowing is too high. Yeah, exactly. Like the, <laughs> the price of being an LA person is, is too great a cost. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Uh, in Chicago, um, I mean, I feel like I don't encounter that many like, people who have lived in Chicago their whole life because it's like, I live so close to university that it's like the center of gravity that anyone that lives close to it has like some relation sure, to the university. Yeah. But, um, uh, people, the thing about Chicago that I just always find so funny is like everybody has, um, like opinions about like the degree to which talking about the weather is, I and mean, that's always a way that people like 
have small talk but it's just such a thing in chicago where it's like huh. oh my god it's not zero degrees i have to tell everyone that i see and um it's like oh, people weird. who and then people like talk about how long they've been in chicago based on uh. that like this is the worst winter i've had in five years but it was worse before then and it's just like everyone has huh. opinions not about the city so much as like the weather of the city uh, oh, and they share them with you <laughs> yeah and that's a, that's something that i think like this game uh like sort of alludes to uh so much it's just like these weird microcosms of like different cities just have like people are obsessed with certain ideas uh and and honestly my like fake Werner herzog quote that's like kind of what it's leaning its hand toward like the city that a person chooses to live in is kind of a reflection of like uh the type of per in many cases the type of person you are like people that have autonomy to like move places person you want to be exactly the type of person aspirational too like exactly it's like a lot of people that go to la want to be famous right and like because they want to write a novel exactly right like and (laughs) or be a banker i guess is the the big one yeah just do a lot of cocaine and uh engage (laughs) in a lot of capitalism (laughs) sell financialized securities yeah (laughs) yeah what's Um, what's the equivalent for chicago i don't actually know what it is i guess there's a little there's a lot of finance here too yeah chicago doesn't have like a thing because all the meatpacking industries aren't here anymore yeah see where i'm at salt lake city it's like i don't know i've lived in utah my whole skiing life, and so mormons it's, yeah it's like I, mormons don't really live in like salt in lake city salt mormons lake, live in yeah. provo now mormons it's honestly in, like, like sandy southward yeah it's like still skiing obviously but yeah. also like uh i feel like salt lake pr- probably like in reference to the fact that it is in utah and it feels like it has uh-huh. to uh like differentiate itself I feel like yeah. it plays up um, like the fact that it was voted uh, was the it voted fourth ga- hipster. City. Oh, oh hipster. was it really? It, it was voted we gay city f- one year that I lived there. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, it by was some it was, like magazine, I guess. Yeah, we like were a, number four <laughs> on some some list of like the most hipster cities, but it was literally <laughs> like. Uh, uh, coffee shops per capita or something, which oh, I feel what? like is, yeah, it which I feel like is more shops. a reflection of the, uh, of the, uh, sort of counterculture since, uh, Mormons like yeah. technically aren't really into, uh, drinking coffee or, yeah. uh, tea. yeah, counterculture. And also just that, like the people who want to drink coffee will come to Salt Lake. So it like gets, it gets concentrated more here than sure, it would in other states. Sure. Yeah, but it's kind of a weird thing because like a lot of things that hipsters actually care about, like uh, a, a music scene that has anything actually interesting that the rest of the world <laughs> cares about, doesn't really not exist here, or or like yeah. not big enough uh, to where it's like actually fun to engage with. It's like, hey man, do you like pop punk? Because <laughs> we're still stuck on it. I don't know why. <laughs> we love Twenty One Pilots and Imagine Dragons. Well, didn't. Is Imagine Dragons the one that has a Utah? Yeah, he's a Mormon. Yeah, he's oh, a, he is. okay. Yeah, uh, I actually have a friend who uh, was mission partners with like the uh, a friend oh, whose older shit. brother was mission partners with the guy from Imagine Dragons. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So That's very so exciting. Fun. What a fun fact. Oh, it's so <laughs> fun. Um, so uh, one of the things that I. I feel like this game is doing is it seems to be like um, it seems like it really wants to uh, insert the fact of like 
like social like socialness sociality into mm. uh, a video game because it's like you're faced with the problem of like making a game about a city it's like mm-hmm. cities you can't really think about them without the fact that they're like a enormous collective space with a ton of different people that have like different sure. motivations and different mm. interpretations of the city. Uh, mm. And the thing that I sometimes find in a lot of uh, video game cities that is that they, they, they really render the like buildings and the landscape with like really intimate detail. But then mm. um, partially because of like com- computation constraints, partially because it's a one player game, partially I think just because video games like to play at buildings and don't like to play at people as much, sure. uh, there's they they tend to not feel very lived in. Yes, uh, a lot of video game cities they just feel like weirdly empty, even if the buildings are like glittering and like look so cool. Uh-huh. Um, so it seems like this is like one sort of attempt to be like, okay, how could we take the like social aspect of cities seriously? And, like, what kind mm. of like multiplayer component would that require to yeah to have that's in actually, a game? That's actually kind of interesting because like. I guess you think about the the primary ways, at least in. Uh, let me walk this back a little bit. So <laughs> Good. think it. Think about uh, the types of games that have the the budget and resources to make a realistically mm. or uh, like well rendered uh, large city with buildings uh, of a large size, like skyscrapers and like a, a big scale to enough n- enough scale to feel like you're like moving through an actual city that exists. Uh, versus the focus of those games because uh, basically oh, yeah. that's a good way any cause basically any game that's really presenting uh, a like well realized from like a sort of aesthetic or like uh, recreation of buildings and streets and mm-hmm. neighborhoods perspective is going to be a large scale open world game so yes. like a Grand Theft Auto where your yeah. primary thing is running around shooting people or, uh, or Fallout you know, 4's Boston or whatever. Yeah, or Spider-Man, you know, Spider-Man's New York. Spider-Man's a good example, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you think about the ways you're interacting with the world in that game and, like, they mm. don't really super lend themselves to, like, being at the street level and interacting with the bazillion faces you see. So they, yeah. they've even gotten better. Like I think Spider-Man particularly does a really good job of rendering like a big ass crowd of like, here's a shitload of people. Yeah. And even though the, which you mostly, have to do for, to be believably New York, like exactly. Right. <laughs> and, but even though you're primarily like swinging up way high and these are little ants, when you get down to the street level, you can see a billion people, but then, you know, they're mostly just a husk and they'll just, uh, you know, yell little quotes at you. But like, again, and like you Spider-Man. said, from like a, yeah, from like a, uh, a performance perspective, it's like that's kind of what they can do. But then you you see a yeah. game like Hitman where they yeah. they don't have a ton of city levels, but when the city levels happen, what they do, what Hitman does a really good job of is they have those same like the standard people are just like, okay, I am like a husk. I am a number. I am a, uh, a person that is there to make uh, to be a part of a large crowd. But then they intersperse in there uh, little characters who are way more believable and who have like set routines that are doing very specific things. And they and like conversations you can overhear. Yes, exactly. And they insert just the right amount of those people that you feel as if any one of those other people could be one could be a part of a big thing. Yeah. Uh, And so, I mean, there's definitely in AAA space, like starting to be more games that are like representing uh, cities and like yeah. large, uh, like highly 
high density social spaces mm-hmm. in like more interesting ways than like here's a big crowd of people that you can run over with your car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I I wasn't thinking of Hitman, but that's actually a great example. Um, the uh, the example I was thinking of, which I actually haven't played, but I I mm-hmm. hear it cited as a an example of a different way to do open world cities, which is the um, Deus Ex, uh, which is the new, the one in Prague. Hum, human. That human revolution or, or mankind divided is the mankind. most recent one. Okay. Human I can't revolution. remember which one I think it, it might be mankind divided, but mm-hmm. it's, um, it takes place in like future Prague and it's not mm-hmm. a very wide space. Like mm-hmm. you can't go very far. It's like a block but it's yeah. really like deep. Like you can go in every yeah. single, like every building is rendered, uh, has an inhabitant that has like a schedule and stuff like that. And so it's like, it's, yeah, uh, I think a lot of like, especially like mid two thousands games were really enamored with mm. like sheer size when it comes to open world. And so oh, it's just sure. like, you know, you know, after Marwin, GTA three Skyrim. Yeah. After GTA, it really, everyone was like, Oh shit, how big can we go? Uh, yeah, and then now it seems like people are like, okay, how deep can we go? Like, how much mm. uh, detail can we put in? Still a reasonably large space, but like, yeah, yeah, that's interesting because I didn't play uh, the most. I didn't play Mankind Divided, but I did play Human Revolution, and the I forget what city it is you're in in that one, but like, yeah, you definitely feel it. Like you're walking around, and yeah, it's 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 interesting because you you have like a smaller enclosed space of a city, it kind of gives you more the feeling of uh, like the subsections of a city, like the neighborhoods, right? Uh, Because you think of uh, sometimes you can think of the city as a a huge, like social space and like Mm. the whole city has one vibe, but then there are subcultures within that and they can get, depending on how big the city is and how many neighborhoods are like, they can get really deep and like really small and tight knit and like tiny little pockets. Like, you have New York city and then you have Brooklyn and then you have Williamsburg. And like, those are right. just like subsections of very subsections. Different. Yeah. It, and it even like just the name, like just connotes something different. Which exactly. Based on which one you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It's just, it's, uh, I think, uh, a game like human revolution or, uh, I guess mankind divided though. I haven't played it, uh, sort of presents you more of like, okay, here's your neighborhood. Uh, it exists in the greater context of this city and people have opinions about the city, but there's also like this neighborhood and people have opinions of this neighborhood. Right. And, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of a, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting extension and like, a, a I don't know, to me a little bit more interesting way to present a city because, uh, on a on a huge scale you get certain things uh work really well like check out the skyline or like look how amazing this city looks at the night in the nighttime but then like existing on this like smaller scale um i don't know just gives it a little bit more depth of like character and actually like feeling like people in a city and the way they interact and and what have you yeah i mean it sometimes occurs to me that part of the reason why like post-apocalyptic games work so well as open world games is it's a good Mm. excuse for there to be no people (laughs) yep right like it just makes sense that there's no one here because it's an abandoned city that's been obliterated Um, and so like that that sort of open world uh like level design style works really well if the story you're trying to tell is about like apocalypse or loneliness or like the frontier or something like that um Mm -hmm. and then if the story you're trying to tell is one about like you know the hustle and bustle of city life maybe you have to do something different yeah yeah, I, I I would be really interested to see if like as we start getting um like 
quote unquote triple I studios who started out. Never, what does that mean? I, oh, you haven't heard triple I? I actually yeah. haven't, but I, you haven't I heard that. It. It's like the new I thing of it, like, yeah. you know, triple A, like something like double fine, I think is one that people mm. cite a lot that like started out indie, but then had enough uh, hits that they have money to throw around, but they still sort of yeah. make games with the independent ethos and uh, sort of make a, 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 an alternative style of game. Uh, so I think as that yeah. becomes more prevalent and also as you have big publishers realizing that they can invest a lot of money in uh, games that are smaller and at a smaller price point, something like uh Senua's sacrifice. What was that game called? Um, I, I think of what uh, I don't remember what the, I feel like it's a ninja theory game here. I'm going to Google it. Dropping so, references. I don't even know. Uh, I'm trying to think of what the Hellblade Senua's sacrifice. Hmm. You would recognize it if you saw the cover. It's like oh, uh, Norse mythology uh, game. Anyway, sacrifice. it was produced by uh, oh, Ninja yeah. Theory. Oh, it's yeah. like a big AAA developer, yeah. but it's like a three-hour game, and it was sold at like mm. a $30 price point. So I think as like bigger publishers get more comfortable, say like, okay, we have a crazy AAA team, but rather than doing like the 200-man uh, giant game we have like a 30 man team making a smaller game still with the production values of like a huge triple a game but uh like a, a smaller more digestible experience and mm-hmm. like you can get a little bit more expense uh experimental with it it's sort of like uh i think it hopefully what i'm hoping is it'll become to sort of fill like the uh like sort of independent movie niche of like okay here's a big budget studio putting their money behind an independent director to make a movie that's a little bit uh, that I can afford to have a little bit more ambition than your standard indie fare, but still very much has like, uh, you know, going for a little bit more of a niche crowd and, uh, you know, thematically and, uh, you know, from whatever perspective, not as marketable as, you know, like a big blockbuster movie. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, I think that's right. Um, I haven't played uh, Hellblade, but it seems uh, it seems good, and I, I definitely am excited about that kind of like production space being uh, being available. Yeah, it honestly reminds me like this is a weird one, and I don't know why I'm I'm just gonna talk about it because I feel like it. <laughs> but uh, the thing I've always wanted is like the Witcher games. Have you ever played one of them? Uh, I never have. I never bought one of them, but I've played it. Oh, so the thing about the Witcher games is like. I really like the world and like the lore of it. And there's like a Mm. certain amount of them that I like, I've really enjoyed the stuff I've played of each one of them. Even the first one that is like janky as all hell. But Mm. the thing I want is like, rather than I basically want the opposite direction of what they went with the series where they progressively got like a bigger open world with more and more things to do. Like I want a, 10 hour or less Witcher game. That's just the weird. Here's a weird bespoke story of a town that everyone, no one has any money. They're all starving and some horrible goblin is terrorizing them. And then you find out that it's like someone's cousin who got cursed by a witch and turned into a goblin. And the reason they're terrorizing this village is because they were wronged while they were alive or something like those stories in the Witcher are so good. Uh, mm. but I don't want to have to engage with like the open world to get to them that much yeah, like, because <laughs> like I'm way more interested in that than I am in like running around and fighting a billion wolves. Uh, so yeah, what seriously. I really want is just like a, a Witcher game. That's just honestly the, what gave me like, the reason like I Hitman. Want, 
Yeah, and like the reason I want it is because uh, I after playing the first Witcher game, I got the series of books because they're based on a series of books oh, yeah, from yeah. uh, where are they? Like Denmark, Norway, something like that. Um, I think I think it's um, somewhere from Eastern. Well, it's about Eastern Europe. Oh, I don't maybe know you're right. Oh, Poland. Poland. That's is it. From. Poland. You're right. Okay, it's Poland. Um, but uh, the the first book is literally just like. Uh, five or six vignettes that's like okay so here's Geralt of Rivia in the first one you get some stuff to introduce your him as a character and then the rest of them are just like one of them he's like getting into this crazy battle one of them he's like hanging out and having dinner with a guy that he knows is a werewolf but the guy doesn't know that he knows is a werewolf and like that's the game I want I want like the the weird vignette game that doesn't have like some big <laughs> crazy combat system and is instead about like these weird like personal super deep stories because like the witcher has those and some of them are really good but like i like why can't i, I wish like the triple a space was more willing crazy world yeah yeah like i wish that the triple a space was more willing to say like here's a game that's 30 bucks it'll take you five hours to play through it but that five hours is going to be really really good yeah yeah i i definitely agree i think there's a sort of like weird um uh like business model in like triple a production that it's like and I, this is not just like a result of the production side. Cause I see like gamers say this all the time, but just like mm-hmm. I need it to be a certain number of hours to be worth it. And so yeah, it's, before it's just I can like justify buying it, justify buying it is like, it's like this weird circular logic of like, I need it to be have, I'm going to spend this much money. So I need it to be this many hours. And it's uh-huh. just like, well, well, why not just have it shorter and cheaper or why not have it like cheaper and better or yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's one of those things that like, I, uh, that's why I'm glad that something like Senua, like Hellblade exists is that, yeah. uh, someone is like, Hey, if we put something at half the price of a normal for- full price game, then people are more willing to say something that's short and more like intentionally, like every minute is carefully uh-huh. thought out. If you think about like a, a mo- like film, a huge, uh, uh, part of the production of your movie is like cutting it down so that, uh, only the stuff that makes sense and contributes to the movie yeah. is there. Whereas like games yeah. explicitly, some systems exist just to sync, to make you feel as if you've it's put enough to time, time. It to be yeah. worth your value. Right. Yeah. Which is weird. Cause like, can you imagine if like I would, people go like it, you, it starts to be a negative if a film is like longer than two and a half hours. Yeah. Uh, or at least, I mean, I don't necessarily I don't think, think there's, think I don't that, think there's a, there's I, like do. a hard, I don't think, there's a hard cutoff. Oh, there's not a hard like, cutoff, but, but it is true that I, like really long films, it just makes the film worse. And oh, yeah. so, um, uh, I think games need to learn that lesson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess we're in a, we're in a weird time right now where, uh, like software as a servant, like the, the bleed over from the tech industry is taking things in like a direction that I think sucks, which is like software as a service. Uh, everyone commodity. plays a single yeah. game that is, uh, you know, you put 2000 hours into or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, which like for me, it's like, I even, even like the Witcher three, I just, I'm never going to finish that game because I have no yeah. interest in spending. There are very few games I have interest in spending more than 20 hours in, uh, and for the most part, it's like, give me something that's like 10 hours or less, but like really good. And I'm super happy. Yeah. And I'm, Dude, I'm in, I'm in a position, a great length of a game. <laughs> I'm, I'm in a position where I'm like financially stable enough that like, you know, spending 
$60 on a game that I'm only going to spend 10 hours with is a thing I can do. But also uh-huh. like our games economy has gotten to a point where like things go on sale six months after they come out for 75% off. Like, yeah, true. I, you know, and suddenly a $60 game for eight bucks for, you know, 10 hours, you know, that's, that's not a bad that's value. Chill, yeah. Just got a little, I have a little bit of patience. Um, yeah. Yeah, dude. I like a game that I can play in two afternoons. Like I'm, that is great. I'm so, yeah. if, if you like, like oxen free, I love that game. Like, yeah. Two afternoons, maybe one, if that's all yeah. you do that afternoon, like on a weekend. Yeah. Hell yeah. Great. I'm so I'm totally there for it. Yeah, 100%. I feel like we got m- mega derailed. Yeah, seriously. Uh, we're not even talking about could, cities anymore. <laughs> but I I do I do want to bring something back to the city haze cuz this is actually like my my big point. I, every uh usually when I take notes on a game, every uh I'll get like a couple of notes that I put a star by uh where it's like, "Okay, I've got to talk about this one because it's the only good idea I had while I was playing." <laughs> Uh, so mine was, I wanted to sort of talk about the parallels between, uh, this and, uh, a, a similar sort of the, the leaving a message system in this game and, uh, message oh, in another game. No, no, you don't leave a message Although, in Levidad. You take pictures. Uh, huh. I, I think you'll be able to guess it though. Is it from the podcast or like, no, uh, dark souls. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it, 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 I was, I don't know. I was just thinking about, um, you know, leaving it's a similar thing in dark souls except for dark souls those are like positionally uh relevant specific uh and also one of the things i kind of wanted to like compare is that uh dark souls has like a a pre-made uh like sentence structure like you have uh certain uh like uh i don't know it's i'm I'm blanking yeah you have like like 20 options and like one of them is like yeah there's like there's like ways yeah, there's like, like way, ways to build out each and you basically have building blocks. So there's yeah. like uh, actions and like nouns and pronouns and like, like something needed is another little one. clauses. Something yeah. ahead. That's a good one. Yeah. So what you end up getting is like these really flavorful, goofy, like sometimes serious, uh, but sometimes very uh, like silly messages that are just an artifact of like, OK, so you can do uh don't give up comma and then something. And so, uh, then what ended up being like in dark souls one, a really common, uh, uh, thing is anytime there's a skeleton in the game, it just says, don't give up skeleton. Uh, (laughs) that's, that's a classic one. And I feel like each dark souls games, they sort of changed, uh, they would change up the, the, the message building format so that there'd be a, a a new pattern of like a weird thing. Like like discover new ways to, yeah, yeah, I mean, the one it. I always remember is it's I mean, it's memorable because it's stupid. But mm. when you go into after beating Ornstein and Smo in the first one, yeah, uh, the like queen of the sun, I forget what her name is. It just uh-huh. says someone always left one that says great chest ahead. Oh, uh, really? The yeah. one I always see is uh, use both hands. <laughs> oh, I never saw that one. Yeah, because oh, it's funny. if it's not clear, it's a large uh, female, like very large woman. Like, yeah, she's like a giant, like Titan goddess. Yeah, and uh, she's like sort of laying busty <laughs> in a in a semi-suggestive pose, and yeah, like very very, very low cut goddess robe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. People so always you, felt the need to comment on it. Yeah, of course, gamers are gonna gamers are gonna do that type of shit. But anyway, but then I, the I other was, thing they would always do is like say like secret door ahead when there wasn't, or like yeah, leave one just, leave one in a spot where if you go to go see what it is, you'll like get hit by a trap or something. Yeah, 
yeah but anyway i it made me sort of wondering uh like what this game would be like if uh it had sort of a more restricted system like dark souls oh uh and how yeah. people i don't know it's just interesting because like here it's such an open-ended creative thing it's like i can put whatever i want i can put something that doesn't have anything to do with the game uh whereas with uh you know a more limited system you can kind of force people to get creative to try and convey uh ideas in in goofy ways or potentially really clever ways <laughs> by giving them a system and obviously since this is a yeah. game jam game i understand why that is like yeah, yeah probably an unrealistic expectation but i was kind of i was kind of thinking about about what 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 that might what that might be like yeah that could be interesting and it could also be interesting to have like uh like s- spatial restrictions for instead of like randomly yeah like or ass- even assigning it to specific people or like maybe you could write yep. on the walls or something yeah 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 absolutely you could yeah. do graffiti yeah don't give yeah. up skeleton and then and then the nice thing about like constraints like that is it it tends to um make people like produce a community around it like rather than yeah some, sometimes like having unlimited freedom it just it's kind of like becomes random but then like mm-hmm. like dark souls is really a great I- example it's like inside jokes are produced by the fact oh, of the constraint yeah yeah, yeah absolutely so, yeah, yeah one of the things that i i sort of like it'd be interesting to see this game you know if it goes on long enough and had enough people i mean with a game jam game it's hard to get a big enough audience to have these sorts of like emergent multiplayer things but um mm-hmm. But I just uh, was thinking about like video game cities and like multiplayer cities and how like back when I played World of Warcraft, it was always like like individual cities. They always had just kind of like kind of like a real city or just like different places had a different like mood to them. It's like yeah. there's always a crowd of people standing in the same spot. And it was never like it was just the spot where people stood and they'd sure. just be like jumping around or like riding on their dragons or mm-hmm. whatever. And there was like the spot where everyone was trading and there's like no good reason why it was there exactly, but it's yeah. just sort of like people form these like groups just because they're they're all playing the same game. And I'd be curious to see if uh, something like that happened. I don't know, like in jokes get developed if the game went around long enough or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It at the very least it 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 brings it gives the idea of it, and that's sometimes that's enough. <laughs> it's enough to make a podcast on. Damn it. <laughs> true. True. Um, uh, for do you now, have any other notes? Um, I let me just look at the other ones I took pictures of and see if there were any There's just some that I thought were funny. Um, it is funny that literally two out of the five I took pictures of were from you. Yeah, baby. Now it looks like I already read all of them. Well, I'm I'm kind of bummed I played it before you so that i didn't get to see yours but I i'm glad I, you got I did to see a bunch mine. i and i also tried to like write some of them in different voices so it wasn't like mm. like i sounded the same in all of them yeah i don't remember the other ones i wrote but uh i i there's gotten there i'm sure mm. i th- mm. i did a similar thing i remember being like okay i gotta throw them off the trail a little bit <laughs> I, um, I i just i do love that there was one that i was just like that's blake <laughs> yeah i mean it was literally like three seconds into playing it. Like after I clicked on someone and read the first quote, I was like, all right, so we're going to do this <laughs> and the rest will come later. Um, but anyway, Fantastic. uh, since we've, uh, covered pretty much everything here, uh, you ready to talk about, uh, the game we'll be playing next week or do you uh, want me to talk about it? Yes. Uh, next week we're going to play a game that we know like nothing. It's very strange. It's called JRPG 
combat system. No, no, beat it's tape. called Beat Tape. Oh, it's, it's called just beat called tape. Beat Tape. It's called Beat Tape 2019 by JRPG Combat oh, Systems. By JRPG. Oh yeah, yeah I see. I see. Uh, mm-hmm. The it's confusing because the JRPG part is first. Okay, so it's called Beat Tape. Um, it's by JRPG Combat Systems, and it They're is only game on itch. Only game on itch. Uh, not clear at very much what it is uh, about, what it entails from the. Here, I'll um, I'll read I'll read the uh, this little graph on their itch page it says i am jrpg combat systems this is my beat tape the beat tape is made up of combat systems the beat tape has files for the combat systems like audios and visuals and scripts the point is for you to take the files and make your own game have fun however i don't i don't believe that description i think that this is all an elaborate ruse uh we'll find out i suppose but just based on the general vibe of this itch page um i i'm uh sin- not cynical but skeptical yeah it, it's definitely one of those like web pages that just gives you an arge feel and the sense of, of just being like okay something is happening here that is different than what it says it's doing it <laughs> reminds me of uh um natalie lawhead's uh stuff oh yeah uh, where it has that kind of like early internet uh like uh intentional kind of shittiness to it uh, that makes me think that there's going to be some uh, something more than than uh, is presented uh, in that little little thing I read. But either way, I'm excited as hell to see what it is. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, <laughs> let's find and, out. Uh, explore it. Um, so we will be playing that uh, next week. Uh, and if you want to uh, play along with us, uh, make sure you uh, hop on over to Twitter and uh, get a get a sweet link. Uh, because I don't want to have to like tell you how to find this game uh, on on the internet because that's really tedious and not fun to listen to. Because we can copy paste uh, it in the Twitter. I can't copy paste exactly. with my words. If only I could. The fu- in the future, maybe one day. <laughs> dark. Uh, but yeah, yeah, dark. Copy <laughs> and pasting to your brain. <laughs> then I can send it straight to your brain. Think yeah, about that's some that. cyberpunk shit. Oh, one hundred percent. Uh, um, but anyway, yeah. but where should they follow us? Uh, at EdgeGuardCast. Yes. On Twitter. On Twitter. Uh, and we will tweet it out, and you will have it, and you can play along with us, and it'll be it'll be a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then with that, we'll talk to you next week.